I don't know how you start a podcast. Are we officially going to start it? Well, don't you need to start it since you're technically the host? Am I the host? I thought you were the host. You said you wanted well, to be I'm the host. I'm the co-host. I'm the host. What's up, everybody? <laughs> and welcome to the... F- is it inaugural mean the first? I guess. That's a big word. The that first. Is, it's even better. That's a big... It's a big word for me. First is a big word. So the first Live With Pride podcast here in our Pride HQ in our, our warehouse. Oh, we said that at the same time. Uh, jinx. Synchronized. Double jinx. No kickbacks. I forgot how that went. All right. Anyways. Um, I will ramble. This is the first ever podcast, the Live With Pride podcast uh, with your host. Sean Vasquez, owner-operator of Pride Foods. And then I guess technically I'm the co-host. Yes. Right. Well, obviously I'm the only one here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my name is Alfonso Lopez. I am part of the, I guess you say, operations team. And I essentially do everything. I think you are the operations team. <laughs> <laughs> I am the operations team. Alfonso makes up roughly 50% of our staff. Who's the other 50? Me. Oh. Well, no, I guess Kinder. I guess your daughter as well. She's more like. She does pack boxes. Yeah, she does. And she does a great job. Uh, anyways, uh, the entire purpose of us doing this podcast is to, one, um, kind of showcase our message of something uh, that's always, you guys see a lot of branding of, like the Live With Pride, um, but also allow us to create content, but also kind of show behind the scenes in the sense of what we do, who we are, um, products, and different things like that. And I guess the biggest thing to start with would be, what is Pride what is live with pride? Do you want to touch or should I go on that? You should go on it. Okay. Uh, so when coming up with the name pride, I wanted something that meant something and having the military background acronyms are extremely popular. And <clears throat> I've always been fascinated with lions. I just, I'm not, I'm not like a nerd about them. I don't really know anything about them. They're just cool, majestic. And, um, they're killers, right? They're just, you kind of look like a lion. Oh, watch <laughs> out. Take me on a date first. All right. So, um, I, oh, I shaved. I don't look like a lion anymore. True. You look a little different now. But, uh, so I, I wanted to incorporate that. Also, you know, pride as far as like a community, a pack, family, et cetera. And started going through some acronyms. Um, and then one thing that just kept resonating very, very well um, was the first part of the acronym, the P and the R which is personal responsibility. And the whole acronym, the whole name is personal responsibility in delivering excellence. Um, and, and, and so <clears throat> whatever it is, now that we have pride, it, it obviously it's with the food products, having the, the, the premium ingredients, the premium mm-hmm. products, taking a customer service. The ho- Unknown caller. How did we hear that on the, uh, that was very weird. Uh, I don't know if it's connected to Bluetooth. Did you connect yours to Bluetooth? I guess so. Sorry about that. Wow. I had a spam call. Dude, I get like 20 spam calls a day. So now we have to start over. So now we need to edit the entire podcast. Just kidding, guys. I'm sorry. That was a very rookie mistake. I am now 100% of the workforce with Friday. (laughs) No one ever calls me but spam calls. (laughs) Dear. (laughs) So um, personal responsibility and delivering excellence. It started with the products, and it's – graduated and it's 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 something that i've always tried to adopt um was really ingrained in us and in, 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 in the military as well but in delivering excellence 
and how you live your life. Now, me being a father is uh, and a husband are uh, the two biggest and most important to me. And so with the podcast project, actually, this is the Live With Pride project. Oh, that is. We, Done. we already messed it up. We agreed on that name. Yes. So this is the Live With Pride project. Yeah. And it's a project because um, we're trying to convey that to our customers, our followers, um, our friends, our family, anybody who's watching, listening in, and um, having a personal responsibility in, in your own lives for yourself, for your family, for your community. Um, I don't know if I did. Did I do a good job explaining that? Yeah, I think, you know, you you did a great job explaining the pride. But I think one of the overall messages as well is, like, we're just trying to, like, spread the good in the world and, like, do something positive and do something uplifting, especially, like, with the times that we're in. We probably won't dive too far deep into that on the first episode, but maybe in the future whenever we kind of explain our thoughts on certain things and kind of how we, we view things. But one of the a question I don't think I've ever asked you is, did you come up with, the like, the acronym for pride? Yeah, it was something just – I had a lot of drive time in my previous job. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it would be nothing to be behind the wheel for five hours. And my best time behind the wheel was in silence. And <clears throat> I knew so, – you know, pride has multiple meanings. Um, just having pride in, in your work, pride in your effort, pride in the things you do, um, pride in your actions, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And so I gravitated toward it and I just couldn't figure out a why. Cause I wanted something. I think that one of the names I was going to go with was kinetic, kinetic, kinetic foods. Cause it was like movement, right? Like I've never heard that. That's very interesting. Yeah, you, Cause you could, you could use it <clears throat> and you could use movement and, and, and momentum and things like that. Right. Right. Um, and I just, I just, it didn't sit well with me. Um, but I was embarking on having my own pride, if you will, my family, um, which, you know, for me, unfortunately, I've been void of, of a family in my entire life with the exception of the past few years. Um, right. and then of course my wife being married, but you know, having a kid is completely different and it just, it just solidifies it so much more. And so driving all the times as I was a, um, sales rep in, in, in Texas, had a lot of time to think and it just slowly came kind of came to me over time right and I think another you know interesting story that you could also touch on as well especially in the first episode is like how did you know pride foods be kind of became a thing because you had problems with like your digestion and like all these different issues that like you were going through and you were always you know like you're really big on like clean sourcing food ingredients and all these different things which falls into the acronym that pride you know stands for in the sense of like personal responsibility and delivering excellence because the food is excellent so I think it'd be a good, you know, thing for you to kind of touch up on how you came up with Rice and Grinds, the product, and us kind of moving forward, you know, with different SKUs and things like that. Sure. Yeah, it, you're right. It did start kind of on a bad note for me personally. Um, I I was getting ready for my pro debut in, well, I guess I should, some of our followers maybe not even know. I, so I'm, I'm an IFBB pro bodybuilder. Retired. Retired. Sorry. <laughs> I definitely should lead with that. Um, my, I won nationals in 2016, uh, heavyweight and overall, and I uh, did one pro show Dallas Europa in 2017. <clears throat> and leading up to that, I could tell my stomach was just off. It was starting to have some digestive issues, digestive issues. And afterward, especially with the influx of calories, um, it just got worse. 
worse and worse almost by the day. And I started to go to specialist to see if I can get some relief, figure out what's going on. And I went to about three different specialists. I did a few different things, different tactics, and nothing was working. Everything mm-hmm. got worse. Uh, they would give me some, you know, take some more fiber or take this or something. Essentially, we couldn't get to the root of the, the, the cause. Right. So I read a book um, called The Plant Paradox by Dr. Stephen Grundy. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like a vegan book it, it, just because of the name. But um, my take, it, it's not. It talks about certain foods, the quality of foods, the soil, et cetera, et cetera. And what I learned in that book is that, man, maybe there is something to this whole thing about quality of food. Right. The soil, where it comes from, and all these different things. And so I started doing an elimination diet, um, and I figured out. So that, that, that piece is like what planted the seed. Mm-hmm. And, and I, passed, I passed through that time, that chapter, and, and I was grateful for that, that information. But the reason that it, it was so um, important in my journey on, onto Pride is because it taught me how important quality of food, the quality of the sourcing of the soil, of the manufacturing process, these little nuances, the the testing phases after it's ran, testing the raw ingredients and making sure it's by the numbers. Um, and, and the information from there led me to wanting to do something. And I wanted to be a business owner. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I don't know if I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Let me take that back. I just didn't want to work for anybody else. I wanted to do things on my own, my own time for my family, et cetera. Well, the, you were also around this time about to have, Kinder. So I, I make a joke quite a, quite a bit that my wife was seven, eight months pregnant and I looked more pregnant than her because my stomach was just so distended. And, right. I mean, it was, it was pretty difficult mentally. Um, having digestive issues that, that severe, uh, I've, I slept all day, felt depressed mentally, right. brain fog, mental health was just, it was difficult. Right. And then, um, trying to be a, a good husband and supportive and, and, during her difficult, you know, situation there, um, it was uh, it was an interesting time. So, how does cream of rice fit into that whole thing, right? Well, right. Um, I had worked with John Meadows in 2014 for USA's um, out in Vegas, and I've always saw his concoction bowl, if you will. Mm-hmm. And of course, it was part of the, the diet, right? The plan, right? And we would flavor it with all these different types of ways. And, um, and it was good then, but continuing on as social media got more and more popular, I started to see a lot more people doing that same thing, but right. attempt, attempting to just do these drops or sweeten it with, however, it just, it, it seemed cumbersome. It didn't seem efficient, you know? Right. And so, um, at this point I was working so much with, um, the manufacturer for, the supplement company that I did work for at the time, mm-hmm. I had learned a lot of the processes in the back end, uh, how to get things flavored. And uh, growing up, it came back. Oh, it's not a bee, though. Okay. As long as it's not a bee, okay. so people don't know. I'm terrified of bees and wasps. Terrified is an understatement. <laughs> <clears throat> so I I learned the process and in, in really how difficult it doesn't have to be. Right. right. Coming from my background growing up, um, void of all these known possibilities, right? Just having a very sheltered, you know, you're going to work for, you're going to work in the oil field, whatever it is, right? Right. Um, I, did, I, I thought it was something that other people did. And so my buddy in, in introduced me to that whole process. And one thing I did know was I knew rice. 
because mm-hmm. I grew up in Harvest. My dad was a uh, truck driver. Right. So I was in and out of the rice fields. And so I, I, I went online. I was like, well, how can I find granulated rice? Right. right. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. And a few months go, pa- go by and I, I, I'm not really having any luck. Well, finally, I, and I can't give too much information here in my sources, but I find a rice farmer and a mill um, close to where I grew up. I actually grew up in some of the fields during harvest mm-hmm. and got in contact with them. We went back and forth about two or three times, asked them if they can make this specific size granular, you know, uh, rice for me. Right. And they were like, yeah, we, we think we can do it. So they sent us a sample and out of knocked it out of the park. It was awesome. And um, so then I took that knowledge and that information and that, that sample. And I went to the manufacturer, I said, Hey, how difficult is it going to be to, to flavor this? And um, I, I shit you not, the first sample is the brown sugar cinnamon, and it was the out of the gates, and that's that's the one we still have, right? Or we're waiting on, but <laughs> we're currently out of stock, but won't be for long. Hopefully, whenever anybody listens or sees this, we'll right. be back in stock. So <laughs> we won't talk about that. Yeah. We, <laughs> so it's a bit. That was a bit long winded. Um, I think necessary though, but um, yeah, that's I think it's, how it it's an important part of like how you even came about, like you know. Even going back to like when you were a kid and you were on the rice farm, like that's so crazy to think about how like some of the rice that you we currently use now, like you maybe have gone through the fields and things like that. And then inter- John Meadows introducing you into creamer rice and you understanding that. I mean, we didn't even touch on, you know, the iron in, the iron that's in that product that can definitely impact your digestion, which you had digestive issues. And right. then you coming about coming up with more of a clean source of, you know, creamer rice that's flavored as well. So it kind of all connects, which is really cool. But um, you get into the part where whenever you're talking about like the manufacturing process and releasing the product, um, I don't know what I was going to say. What was I going to say? You said get into the part. Yeah. Cause we, you cut, you ended off at like you were, um, I don't think we finished the digestive issue story. Oh, well, so it, I, well, I finished it in regards to where pride came from because the biggest thing is I had the issue. And for me to fix the issue, I had to somewhat educate myself right. and go down that path. When I went down that path of trying to fix the, my digestive issues because I couldn't get it out, uh, elsewhere, right. I learned the importance of of all these different practices and agricultural practices that we use or don't use. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the spark that, like, man, like, this is important. Right. And, and I think it's – I know it's something missing within – at least our fitness community, right? Bridging the gap of quality and it tastes good and it's good for, for performance. So one right. thing that, you know, our slogan that we're starting to, to use more and more is food for performance, food for your family, food for life. In my opinion, there doesn't need to be uh, um, a sacrifice. I don't think you need to sacrifice one for the other. Right. I think it can taste great. My kinder, my daughter, she eats it. More than we probably should let her. That girl has about a thousand grams of carbs. <laughs> oh my gosh. A day minimum. Yeah. So <laughs> that's um, pretty crazy. That so that that's why the digestive issue. We eventually figured it out. That was great. I I was able to 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 figure that out, and I've talked at length at you know plenty of times for that, and I I love to share that information because unfortunately it seems that it is very very common within the fitness industry. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, anything you do that that you put stress on the body, you you'll eventually start. The body will eventually start fighting back and you'll right. develop some issues, whether that's riding a bike, mm-hmm. um, running your knees, et cetera. Right. And one thing that we do at scale, right. You know, with 
bodybuilding and fitness is eating the same things day in and day out. Right. Um, you know, Meadows, um, the late Meadows, respect to him, he often preached about um, changing your sources of carbohydrates and proteins and everything. Uh-huh. Um, essentially, like if it were the seasons outside, but adjusting them and changing them. And he was, he pioneered, um, and, you know, for me anyways, the importance of digestion and, 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 and overall mm-hmm. health and things like that. Right. Um, again, just for me, because that was the guy, the guy that I listened to do that. So, uh, played an extremely important role for uh, for me myself, and um, <clears throat> a lot of people don't know is our first package actually went out to Meadows. I was so excited. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't plan on talking about John. I get <clears throat> a little emotional sometimes, but because um, it was it was really he he was a business guy. He was a father. I was about to be a father, bodybuilder, and he was a business guy. And I really knew that he had he know he knew business really well. Mm-hmm. He was great at relationships. Um, I can go on and on. And so when I told him about it, he was like, give me a call. Cause he did, he was like, what are you, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And I told him, I'm, I'm going to do flavored cream of rice. I'm going to do organic flavored. He's like, really? <laughs> I was like, yeah, he's like, it's a great idea. He's a great idea. He's like, <laughs> I want to try some. And I said, okay. And so I got that box. It was the first bag. It was, um, I was able to get some before I left to the Arnold mm-hmm. and I sent them out to him. There's even a photo, I think. Yeah, took of it. yeah. I took I took it to UPS. Paid, I paid like fifty bucks for. Sh- I didn't know anything, right? <laughs> and it's such a heavy box. Those rookie mistakes. When I made my own box too, so we had a heat press that's right here that we make our shirts at. And I was like, man, I want the. I knew nothing about social media. I was like, I want this box to look good for John. How can I do this? And I had heat transfers, and I'm like, I wonder if I can heat transfer onto a box. And I did it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this looks, like, even better. It does look good. Because it's, like, 3D. Yeah, it looks better than we have, like, custom-made print, boxes. Yeah. But the way it stands out, just, like, very bold. Yeah. It's like, oh, like, this is, like, a legit box. Like, textured as well. Yeah. And uh, so I was, I went down there, and I was so excited. And I sent it to him, and he tried it, and he called me right away. Right away. He was super. He's like, Sean, this stuff is so good. Ingredients are incredible. Macros. It's going to be so good for you. People are going to love it. And he goes, I'll tell you right now. Anything you need, if you have questions, whatever business, you let me know. He goes, I don't want anything. I don't want anything for it. I just want to see good people do mm-hmm. good things. And um, it was, you know, I was in a very impressionable, you know, vulnerable position as well. Just me right. by myself, right? Me and Jess and I. And um, so he could have easily been been different in that situation, that scenario. And he didn't. It said a lot. It said a lot. Right. Um. Yeah, it's very, you got to be, it's weird. You, you got to be careful with who you tell information to. Yes. Because if not, like, they will run with it and leave you behind. And if anybody else, mm-hmm. like, and if anybody in the industry launched it, it'd yeah. be him. Because you I would have ordered it from yeah. him. Yeah, you know, has, like, a bigger platform than all, you know, than you did at that time as well. Still does, but. Yeah. It, yeah, it's crazy how you'd have to be so careful about that. So, what I also don't, you know. I wanted to touch on this as well because we kind of slightly touched on it, but like you eat super clean as well. And like, it's kind of rubbed off on me now in the sense of, you know, we talk about a lot about the quality of the food, the digestion and a lot of people within the fitness space don't understand like how important that is and like how much that also affects like your mental health. Like, I think, you know, we will probably eventually always like touch on like mental health and how much food plays a role on that. Big time. Because people, you know, even like myself, it's like, oh yeah, cheese, you know, pizza, donuts, all these different things. And I, and I think a lot of people fail to realize like how much a role just food plays over on how you feel and like your, men- your mental health, your digestion, 
your anxiety, all these different issues. Um, because I wanted to bring that up because, you know, you were like, you eat so clean. Sometimes it drives me insane. <laughs> it, it is by habit and by choice and by necessity now. Right. Um, because, man, I, I don't want to get back to where I was. Right. And it was pretty bad. Right. Especially like now I have been able to close the chapter in bodybuilding and move on at the time. And I had just done one pro show and I was like, I got to, I want to do another one. This time I'm going to go open. I should have stayed open to begin with. I never should have came to 212. So I had all these dreams of grandeur and like wanting to do more and push. Mm -hmm. And my body was fine. I, you know, knock on wood, I've been injury free. Right. So my body, we're, we were there. We're ready to go. Right. I mean, you bodybuilding, you have a few things hurting here and there and you work through right. them, but I never had any serious injuries. And all of a sudden something was preventing me from doing what I had been doing pretty successfully for the past seven years, mm -hmm. right? Putting everything into it, sacrificing my time, my family's time. And then I just, I could not go anymore. I couldn't bend over without being in excruciating pain. I couldn't eat without being in pain. And so, um, I don't want to go back there. So there's a bit of a bit of that, you know, worry, worrying there. Right. And then now, like, you don't know what you don't know. And now I know. So I can't, right. I can't unlearn. I can't unknow those things um, of the importance they have in longevity and how right. you feel. You know, the, the, the longer I've been now removed from bodybuilding, the better I continue to feel. Right. I, I, I look younger. Uh, I'm about probably 70 pounds lighter. Mm -hmm. I fit into a medium shirt, which I, people might laugh at. I love a medium, a medium. <laughs> uh, it's been a goal of mine. I, I want to be under 200 pounds and I want right. to feel better. Um, and, and, you know, I would be lying if, if, uh, I, I said, if I didn't say that, that, you know, the two biggest motivators for that is, you know, my wife and my, my daughter trying right. to be better for them. Um, more active. Right. Being here longer. Right. I think it's uh even like whenever Nick was in town last week, he complimented you. He was like, You just look so you just look happy and like healthy. Yeah. And I was like, Yeah, I was like, He definitely does. You definitely shining. Yeah. <laughs> you know, bodybuilding was it, it was it was putting wear and tear. Right. You know, spiritually, physically, mentally, right. emotionally. Because you were in it in it. Like I don't think people understand like how in it you were. Just yeah. from the stories that you've told me, I was like, Man, I was like, it, should I take it that serious? And I was like, I don't know. Sean's a little bit of a different breed of a person, but you, yeah. were, you were in bodybuilding. Like, it was your thing. It was. I mean, it, if we, a uh, number of trips, pretty much every trip that Jess and I took for the past, you know, seven or seven years we were together and I was competitive, if we were going somewhere, the first two things I would look at is where's the grocery store and, and, and if I was taking my food, if not, um, and where's the gym? What gym? Right. What equipment does it have? Let me plan out. So I, we let's say we're getting there on Friday. If it didn't look like they had a good leg room, mm -hmm. I would do legs prior, right? Like I did those. I'd, I'd look on the internet what kind of equipment they have, or call somebody that might yeah. be close. Um, just little things like that. Like I always and food was. I showed you a picture the other day, right? Um, you had about thirty different Tupperware. Yeah. Tubs. Well, I, I I didn't. I just did what I thought. You had to do right. I grew up when YouTube was starting to get a spark, and mm -hmm. and it was just Jay Cutler, Dexter, Ronnie, and I'm sure a few other guys, and 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 that's that's all I watched. Right. I even turned those videos into audio files, and those were my music when I 
when I compete or when I trained right. or um, or did cardio. And so I was pretty heavy in it. And at the time, it, there was not a social media like there is now. So it was easier to be less distracted. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I, I didn't know anything else besides I have to do this 100%. Right. And I did it to a fault. I, I, I know my digestion is a, a very good indicator of that, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't cycle my foods, didn't um, maybe take time off from eating so much, whatever it was. And at the time when I was growing, I did partake in eating in, in probably foods that were Not poorly sourced, high inflammatory things that mm-hmm. would cause me to have issues, even dairy to an extent. Right. Um, I slowly got further and further away from dairy, and now I don't do any, obviously. Right. <clears throat> so, but it, it, it had its rewards, yeah. Obviously, right? Where where we are now. Um it was a great learning experience. It was a, it was an awesome chapter in my life and and now it's it's a different chapter. Right. Do you think it's always interesting cuz you you always like play the what if game like you know, what if I didn't do bodybuilding where would I be? But it's like you did. So like now here you are. And it's crazy how it all ties together in the sense of like relationships, the people that you know, things that we get to do, the fitness events. Right. You know, I feel like everyone knows who you are. <laughs> which is very weird it's weird it's like oh yeah that's sean it's like yeah how do you know him <laughs> well or you'll mention someone and you'll be like oh i met him in like 2014 or backstage or something i'm like man that's crazy well i think the cool thing is and i don't know if everybody does but the people that do i think it's cool because they don't know me from the stage at least i don't think that right or maybe they were introduced to me from the stage mm-hmm. i was horrible on social media so it certainly wasn't from there right you know, I worked for Gaspari, Nutrex, and I did work for Gasp and mm-hmm. some events for them as well. I was an athlete for a short amount of time. And and I think those three times or those three separate companies that I represented mm-hmm. at, at certain times, and of, of course now Pride, I'd like to think that most people know me from those endeavors right. uh, and now with Pride, especially with when I was in my last position. I can't tell you how many other sales reps or company owners mm-hmm. um, that I would – I'd be in an account. I'm like, hey, man, you don't have, you know, Project AD or that's a, like, and I use it. You know, mm-hmm. even though I work for this company, it's a great product or whatever. Um, and, and Frank Colacino was working for them at the time and is a very good friend of mine and has been tremendously helpful in, in me developing as a sales rep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would go in and I would, I would help so many other companies out just because I believed in their products. Right. I was good friends with the owner and or the sales rep. And, and so I was able to meet a lot of people through those endeavors. So I hope it's mainly from. Right. I mean, even now, like you don't like posting on social media, you really don't like being on social media at all, which I feel like, I mean, you and I kind of talk about this all the time. It's like, it's, it's, it's part of the game and sometimes it does, you know, suck. But I think one thing about the podcast as well is like, this gives us for more, I think people are able to see like more of like the real you to a podcast because social media is just kind of like, you kind of show people what you want. You'll post some funny memes. You'll post Jess. You'll post Kinder. The things that really matter in your life. And then obviously the Pride Instagram, you'll just post a bunch of memes or product or, you know, uh, retailers, different things like that. But I'm excited because this podcast gives you the opportunity to also share more who you are in the journey that you've been on and where you've been able to get Pride to where it is now. Yeah, I think the reason I don't, I give myself such a hard time with social media mm-hmm. is one thing that I, I need to take a page from your book is um, I kind of wing everything <laughs> maybe too much. Um, and if I, if I were to get more organized, so the thing is, is like when I get home, 
I don't want to post. I don't want to sit there and figure out the hashtags to my post. Right. And I wouldn't do that. But you, I don't want to have to think about that whenever my daughter's home right. and she wants me to push her really high on the swing. Right. So I want to be present. And so right now I am, I'm not failed yet because I'm, I'm learning through this process, right. but I'm trying to um, develop myself into getting a little bit more organized. So I've always been just, I got a planner now uh, that was recommended me to, to write things down instead of keep them, keeping them in my head. But if I, were to get more organized, let's say with social media and posting, then I could allot a time, but I'm going to do that and then mm -hmm. put it down. And then, so my problem now is, is I don't do that. I focus on everything else. Right. And it's like, Oh, because it's not a priority to me. And because I don't allot time for it, I'm certainly not going to choose to do that. Right. Instead of playing with kinder, or, you know, playing, going in her office and playing games with her mm -hmm. or coloring or whatever it is. So it comes down to me not being as organized as I should be. Right. And, and certain things like that, because I do, I do a hundred percent obviously realize the benefit because we mm -hmm. have people that support us right? that are good on social media. And mm -hmm. we can see that ROI. We can see how right. good their engagement is, their codes being used, et cetera. Right. And so I, I see it firsthand. Right. I just, I'm, I'm working just, on it. It's tough. But I also think that a huge contributing factor of like who you are, and I guess you could say like your success is like you not being on social media. Because like you're, what people don't understand, I feel like is you're, uh, you're, uh, I don't compare myself to anyone and I just put my head down and like, I just go like, that's the one thing I've learned with working from you or working with you. is like, you just like, oh, we're doing this and we're going now. It's like, okay. Don't ask any permission. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't even ask for forgiveness. Yeah. Just say if they want to come along. Sean's like, uh, we're doing this. I mean, even with us starting this podcast, you know, I kind of brought it, brought it up to you and you ordered everything that day. I mean, everything. I mean, everything. We got it in, and then you even ordered a custom table, which is what we're sitting at right now. Oh, we have to give a shout-out to my boy, Adam. Yeah. So my my wife works with a gentleman named Adam, and he made some patio furniture for us. We were we love it. Um, we spent a lot of time outside, so we absolutely love it. Custom, you know, I sent him a picture. Can you do this? He says, I got you. Send him a picture of this. After I bought the equipment, say, can you make this? He goes, I'll figure it out. <laughs> <clears throat> and um, took him. It took him about a month and a half, maybe, but um, kept sending me updates. And then we got it. And I got to tell you, it's pretty legit, man. It's really it's, legit. Uh, it's definitely one of those things where I think you also appreciate it more because it's an art. A hundred percent. It's like, man. I, also, if you're watching this on YouTube, there's a a lion's head. It's a little bit cut off, but it's in the front. Um, and like it just it looks so customized and personalized. Like it's just it's a work of art. And it's yep. like, how can you not appreciate? this being custom made, but also like made in the USA as well. hundred percent. Like by someone that, you know, by hand who bought all the raw material, who you just sent a picture to of, Hey, can you do this? And like, here it is. Yeah. And to know he did it like with his family, right? Like his kids were helping whenever it was really cold outside and the glue had to bring it inside. Cause the glue wouldn't set up outside. Right. So him and his kids, they brought it in and he has a full-time job. He's a director, um, you know, from where my wife works. <clears throat> And uh, so he does this as a, as a, as a, as a hobby. Obviously he's very good at it. His wife was even there with him. And he said that um, there was kind of a moment where she was like zinned out and like nothing else mattered. They were just working on the table and a little bit of a labor of love. So it was cool, especially I think things like this are a bit of a, a lost art form, if they you are. will. And um, 
I told him, uh, you know, with the new house that we're, we're getting ready to, to finish building or move into whatever it is, I said, uh, just get your get your uh, skill saw or get your tools ready. <laughs> some more jobs for him. No, it's uh, yeah, it's crazy. It, it but like going back to like, whenever I was talking about like, you just do things. Like I mean, that's that's kind of how all this came above. I mean, I don't think a lot of people realize on the other side of you know the uh, whoever's listening. Like there's just two people here. Yep. You know, and two big work and like pretty decently sized warehouses. Um, it's pretty big. <laughs> yeah. Well, and not only, not only physically what we have, but what we're working on, right? Like right. three product, three new products mm-hmm. by this summer, hopefully two more, possibly three by the end of the year. Right. So you're talking eight new products, including everything we have here, new flavor iterations, mm-hmm. uh, new territories that we're going into. So it is a bit much. Right. And, and I've realized that I think the past two weeks, and I was like, oh, I, I, I really need to sharpen my tools, right. organize my tools, organize, um, and do better. Do better as a leader, as a father, and everything. I have a responsibility. I have people counting on me, customers counting on me, right? Um, you counting on me. So um, it was good to take a step back and, and see that and see where we're trying to go. But, right. yeah, it's just two, two guys in here. <laughs> uh, Two children, really. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can definitely say <laughs> children. Very unsupervised at yeah, times. Yeah. Uh, it's part of it. I think we do need to give a shout out to, like, Joe and Dan. Uh, how we, What are their titles? I don't even know what you call them. <laughs> so I call Dan my... I call Dan the man. Yeah, he is the man. Because he is. Danimal. So, oh, nice. Danimal. Uh, yeah, hey, I like yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> That's funny. So I when I mention Dan, I say my marketing director even though he's not like my marketing manager marketing guy slash mentor Mm -hmm. because whenever i do have um which seems to be every day questions or things or like insight i go to dan and Mm -hmm. dan is to give him some background i I won't divulge too much of the companies that he represents so he consults for some very large brands in Mm -hmm. our industry um originally what i can say is he did work for gaspari whenever they were at Mm -hmm. their at their biggest and he did everything for them. Um, And I don't mean he was the only one, but I meant he wore so many different hats from marketing to product development, to copy, um, website build, this, that, and the other. And his right-hand man um, is Joe. And Joe is a character. He's a funny dude. He's a funny man. I rather enjoy. um, It's like working, like working with myself, but more vulgar, maybe not even that. But so good at graphic design. So right. he, we're rebuilding the website right now. I'm not. Well, actually, let me back up. I'm not doing jack. No, we just get on calls. <laughs> Dan and Joe are rebuilding the website um, to make it more efficient for our customers, customer experience, right? A more efficient, <clears throat> um, especially based off of their expertise, mm-hmm. which they have a lot of, and they work very well together because we can, we 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 talk openly. We don't take anything personal, mm-hmm. and they're they're New Jersey guys, right? So that they're just. They're off the hip, right? They're just back and forth all the time. Yep. I love it. I get along great with them. Um, very fortunate with them uh, for having them uh, on on the team. So they do the email campaign, you know, the graphic design, some social media stuff. Right. They do not do the memes. That is all me. We know that. I think Alfonso's done one meme that actually did pretty good. I've done a few that are like pretty. You're like, damn, this is good. Yeah, you did I, was, a I was proud of them. He did a couple. Yeah, there's like like most of them. Yeah, they're definitely you. Because I'm like, I question like, should we post this? And you're like, yeah, we are. I'm like, well, to be fair, all right. <laughs> on a one to ten, I've only posted eights, and I have had tens. 
You had had 10. And 10 meaning bad, not like good. Yeah. I've had a few 10s and I'm like, well, we're not going to do that. Yeah. There's some that I don't think anyone should ever know. Yeah. Should probably delete him off our phone before Jeff. uh, Jeff? (laughs) Oh, yeah, Jeff. Should probably let the people know who Jeff is. Jeff is. uh, (laughs) That's our FBI agent. He's assigned to Alfonso (laughs) and I. Um, I do have to give a shout out to my boy, Rich. If he may or may not watch this, my boy, Rich, I worked with him at Nutrix Mm -hmm. and he was the first one uh, to come in. Well, Mike, Mike did help out out of the gates. Right. I asked Rich to how to make a change. And he literally told me, he's like, don't log into your website for two weeks. He's like, what do you want it to look like? And I'm like, Rich, like, I don't even know if I can afford this. Like, cause he's Rich's demand, right? Custom coding. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, he codes and he builds websites and he makes cake, like cake boss and like fondant. The guy's, He's the man. He's the man. He's legit. Bro, it's like, it's crazy. So, um, yeah, I, I logged back in. I was like, what did you do? Redid the whole thing. It's the website you see today mm-hmm. uh, with a few changes here and there. And extremely grateful for him. Not only for that, but he's been he's been a, a, a solid friend for the past several years. Uh, and especially the past three years that we've had pride uh, to keep me and my head on straight because – there have been times where, um, speaking of mental, you know, um, awareness and just, just mental health in general, with inventory issues, sitting with the warehouse empty, we had a couple of boxes there. It's been trying at times, right? Especially being a father and a husband. If it was, if I was by myself, it'd be slightly easier to take take the hits, right? But when you when you have a responsibility um, as big as that, there is no bigger. Right. So. I mean, that was. We can even touch on that. I mean, that was an experience with the inventory issues last year. That was the second one. You didn't yeah. experience the first one. Yeah, I didn't even. Yeah. So the first one, we didn't have the second side. <clears throat> and you can't see it. But right here behind me, we had peanut butter. And then we had strawberry and then unflavored. And when I say strawberry and unflavored, I think we might have had four boxes and two boxes. And then the peanut butter, we had maybe 30 boxes a box holds 12 mm-hmm. and that's what we were down to it was me by myself in an empty warehouse that was right before i came on that was right before you came on because yeah. that was right before black friday mm-hmm. we got the shipping on black friday half of it and i was here by myself just doing work right right and then jess and i said well for me for, for in order for me to step forward and grow the business i need to have somebody doing these things and then I can help train and do just more and more. Right. Right. And so that's when we made this, the, the decision to bring you on, which is crazy. It's weird. That was very, I feel like that was about 10 years ago. Cause it's also like, cause when I came on, you were just young getting new product in. And then, uh, I don't, it, I feel like so much has happened that I can't like remember everything, but we got product in and we ran out of product. And then we got the other side of the warehouse and we did fulfillment for another company that we probably won't name, but we did fulfillment for them. <laughs> and then they left because we were going to need the other side as well because we had a big uh, PO coming in that we never got in. And we were down to like, I, I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was half a pallet or like a few boxes left of strawberry. And that was it. Yeah. And I was just kind of sitting here like, oh shit, like this is very awkward. I was like, I don't know how to like, I was like, because you kept telling me like, hey, we're going to be good. And I was like, all right, cool. Like I, I, it was really hard for me. I don't think I've ever told you this. It was really hard for me like to trust you because I've been in, like, you know, in situations like that. 
and you were like, we're going to be okay. And I was like, cool. Like, I guess we're going to be okay. And you said, one of these days I'm going to fill up both sides of the warehouse. And then now who we are, like, literally, we have pallets on the floor on the other side of the warehouse. We have another order coming in, hopefully next week. I mean, we have the gym coming in as well, which people don't even know about. Like, we're going to have our own little training studio here so we can just, like, work out, cardio, sauna. So, like, it's pretty surreal to see us go or see you and us go from, like, half a pallet of strawberry, two empty warehouses to now we might even be looking at, like, a new warehouse. Yep. Yeah. Which is insane as well. So, <clears throat> I will say part of, the, part of the ability, part of the benefit of being a just wing it guy is what I tell Kinder. I don't tell her this, but I tell her the acronym. FITFO. Is it FIFO or FIFA? No, it's FIFO. FIFO. Say it. Figure it the fuck out. <laughs> like you'll just figure it out. Like that's yeah. but but and I say this truthfully, that's been my entire life is just figuring out where are you gonna eat next? Where are you gonna sleep? Who's gonna like, how are you getting home? How are you gonna survive? And 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 life didn't care. Right. There was nobody there to trust fall. I just had to fitfo. Right. And it's been okay. Right. Especially if you look in light, we were talking about this earlier. You look in light of what's going on in the world. Like we're sitting here at a custom table with expensive microphones. And like it, it's going to be all right. We're going to be, we're going to be okay. And if we're not, we're going to be okay. We'll figure it out. Right. Like right. I've got people that love me. I got, I have a family, mm-hmm. right? Like we're good. And in, in regards to the actual business, I have been so conservative because we have, continuously outgrowed our manufacturer. So I was like, well, I got to make sure that we're in a good spot, the company. Mm-hmm. And so whenever we got to that point, I'm like, you're good, man. Like you just keep showing up at work, clean the warehouse, do whatever, post some stuff yeah. on social media. Like I got you. We're not going anywhere. And then I, I, I still do. Um, and you know, Dan made this, you know, probably tell me not to, but I have trust in my manufacturer and the fact that they're good people, mm-hmm. although they've made some, bad mistakes and choices. Uh, I, I know the the people at the heart of it. I know them. I know you know, they're good people. Um, and, and you know, we make choices, we make bad mistakes. So right. I'll leave it at that. But, um, I don't know. I just, the confidence with growing the company and understanding we have a product that our customers appreciate, right. they like, and, and they're buying into our, message and what we want to do right that is slowly grown grown to where it gives me more confidence to say it's going to be okay i'll figure this out right i mean there's no other option though that's the thing i also don't think people understand it's like there's just no other option right it's like sink or swim every day burn the boats yeah literally burn them all yep (laughs) so now we have a few more boxes in here yeah i mean we have um I don't even know how many pallets. Close to 200, if not. Once we get the new uh, the order in, mm-hmm. over 200. Because we're also shipping out to uh, the GCC. Yeah, the greater Gulf countries, mm-hmm. the Middle East. Right. They're so si- shipping them t- uh, to Kuwait, but yeah, 23 pallets. Right, and then now we're also back in Canada, which is pretty cool. Yes. Because we were in Canada before, right? And we, then, we were, yep. yeah. We, w- we weren't. We were working with... Um, Pure Muscle and Fitness, but mm-hmm. in regards to distribution, now we have distribution through right. uh, Conquer All, and um, we're actually in a lot of Popeyes, which uh, has been pretty cool to see. It's amazing the content. The Canadian oh. people kill the content, dude. Like it's pretty surreal. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. we get tagged in something new, 
every day and I'm like, holy shit, these people put a lot of time in creating content. Mad and, respect. And the really cool thing is they really appreciate quality products. Right. Um, with obviously what we have, superior, you know, premium mm -hmm. ingredients, um, high quality products. They're all about it. They love right. it. And so they, we like we're automatically like we shake hands and it's like, did we just come best friends? Like, yeah. Right. right. They love it. So. And they even like shout out the product, like what's in it, what, you know, the quality of the ingredients. Like that's been pretty cool to see yeah. on social media. It's like, man, we're getting tagged quite a bit. So if you're in Canada, yes, it is there. So that way you don't have to pay, you know, your shipping and maybe your fees and stuff like that. So, and with the new website, part of phase two, we'll be making sure that we have the retail locator updated the app mm -hmm. that we had previously just stopped working a while back mm -hmm. and we rapidly grew. So, you know, and it was just me doing everything. It was not a priority to keep that updated, but I do want to have it updated. Right. No, it just makes sense. It makes people easier. So I guess to kind of talk about like the future, like what's in the, cause you, you mentioned earlier about a lot of new SKUs, new ventures, a lot of different new, I feel like we have a lot of new things on the board, which is exciting because I mean, even talking about last year, like we couldn't do anything like travel wise events, um, getting into different industries. So like maybe touch on that and like where we're at now and then where we're going to the moon to feed the, Oh, Oh, you're going to drop that on them right away. I mean, I think it's good. <clears throat> it's like a nice little hook. You go for it. Well, our mission to feed the world. All right. Yeah. That's pretty, when you put that out there, that's a lot to take in. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> that's why I try to be mindful when I say it because it's like, that's a, how are you going to do that? There's a lot of work that goes along with doing that, right? It's not, right. It's not just a catchphrase. Mm -hmm. And I have to do all that up here. Right. But I also think <laughs> we just don't, I think even like the both of us, we don't like just talking about doing things. Like we just do them. It's like, you know, some days you'll show up and like, oh, I did X, Y, and Z. And it's like, cool. Like I did X, Y, and Z. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. Like we just do things, which I think is probably the most important thing is like, you know, people talk like we don't like talking about it because like we just enjoy doing it because it's fun. I mean, like we've designed labels all week, which is pretty cool. Yeah. We tested some new products. Probably ate a little bit too much, <laughs> but it's all right. Yeah. The so we put the uh, as I was mentioning earlier, when you place a PO, unless it's a repeat order. Those you, you place a PO, a repeat order, and then it's just normal business as is. When it's a new product, a new product. Keyword new. New product. product. And when it's an innovative product, um, you place the PO and they take there's there's some steps you gotta go back and forth. Right. Um in and <clears throat> finalizing the the artwork, making sure the artwork is proper from the the, the manufacturer for the um I can't, I'm trying. I'm trying not to give too much information on the packaging, uh, and then the manufacturer. Right. And really happy to say that this product will have two packaging manufacturers, and then one manufacturer, and they're all in the U.S. Right. Um, Which is a really big deal for us. Right. I mean, we're sitting behind or in front of the American flag. We have two. For those of you who don't know, we have two giant flags in the warehouse. Twenty by thirty. Yeah, Sean one day was like, I want to put some really big flags in this warehouse. And I said, all right. And what happened the next day? <laughs> we put two, two giant flags up in the warehouse. They're beautiful. They are, man. Uh, it's it's pretty cool because when you open their garage door, people from the outside might look in and be like, man, holy shit, they have these massive, you know, it's flags. It's a statement. It's yeah. a statement. You don't have to say, you know what we stand for. Right. And it's for everyone. Not for a side. Not for a person. 
It's for everyone. It unites us. I have it on my shoulder. It's for everyone. Right. right? And so, I don't know if that needs more saying in depth. Well, I mean, even with the touch on this, I mean, everything like pride related, it's, we want it made in the USA. Yeah. Like 100% made in the USA. I'll be very transparent. When I started out, I couldn't get a manufacturer, a bag manufacturer in Mm -hmm. the US to touch me with the 500 units of each flavor, five flavors right. that I wanted to do. And if if I did find one, mm-hmm. the cost was half of the cost of the bag. Right. Um, so I did outsource them overseas while attempting every time to try to do something locally. Mm-hmm. And then last year I was able to find that and source it locally, and we moved all bag manufacturing over to the U.S. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, everything is in the U.S. The, the, the rice has grown mm-hmm. and milled in Texas. And then it is sent to DFW where it is co-packed. Um, and then obviously we fulfill it. So outside of that, it was just a bag. So to bring that back over um, was, was very exciting for me. And also put us in a position to where our, our new products, we don't have to look elsewhere. Right. We're going to stay right here. Right. Um, Which so. is a huge deal for us. I mean, even with like us doing this podcast, it's kind of like, you know, the time back, it's like the live with pride or the personal responsibility and delivering excellence. It's like we want to make sure that we represent this country the best that we can and showcase that through our products, but only that through like the podcast as well. Right. In every aspect. Right. Right. In every aspect. Holding yourself accountable, mm-hmm. having the responsibility. So back to the new product. So I just placed the PO. We're going to have to go back and forth with the packaging, making sure, you know, the fine details are where they're at. But I placed it. And so the lead time is roughly... 8 to 12, 10 to 12 weeks, so hopefully early early June. Uh, and, again, this is being innovative, uh, a new product, completely new. I, I don't think many people may have seen this one coming. Uh, this I don't think anyone sees it coming. Yeah, That's the I thing. Think so. yeah. like, I think when we post it on social media, people are going to be like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, they're a legit company. Especially the macros. Right. Far exceed anything in comparison right. on the market. Uh, another food product. <laughs> not not a protein treat, um, a protein bite or protein anything. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm excited. I'm, I'm I'm nervous. It was not the easiest thing, you know. That so that this is where it's a benefit to have me being like, yeah, like fuck it. We'll just if it's a le- if it's gonna be a bad lesson, I'm gonna learn. Yeah, I just I don't. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And I had. Like I got some feedback this morning that, you know, all the feedback we've gotten was great. And then mm-hmm. I got one that was like, well. Oh, yeah, we talked about this yeah. morning. And I'm like, uh, so like for me, like that weighs on me. I'm like, because uh, I want to make everyone happy. Right. But in regards to, let's say, this specific product, I can't make it the same mm-hmm. because I'm making it better. Right. And making it better means ingredients and macros. It's one of its kind. One of the kind. Same thing with rice and grains. Exactly. So it's like I want to make everyone happy, but then you make the highest quality product that you can, Mm -hmm. right? Get those macros where you want it and understand that there may be some people that don't. Right. That's okay. And I've had that with rice and grinds. When, When I had the first person tell me, like, oh, this tastes artificial, like I was crushed. I was at an event and I was like, doesn't it's not it doesn't have any artificial sweeteners right and like she couldn't she didn't know what to say and i was like i was like not just i wasn't furious but i was like what am i doing right i was Instant so shocked yeah yeah I, mean, I think everyone has that and i mean even we even have people sometimes will complain about the price and it's like i don't think you understand like this is a very 
premium high quality product, which is like hard to find. I, that that's the one thing I don't think people realize, and it's my fault. It's not theirs. Right. I don't do a good job of explaining this. I source the rice manufacturer. Mm-hmm. They make it to spec for us and nobody else in the world, and they're the largest. They're the largest organic rice farmer in the U.S. Right. And they do that for us. Now we've grown to where, okay, it makes sense. At first, I was like, "What are these guys doing?" Right. Right. Uh, but I went and met them in person. I met the owner. And he's still, it's like a 90-year-old gentleman. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I, when I walked in and I talked to a guy that runs the the actual mill, I was uh, talking to him. And I said, yeah, this so-and-so is my dad. This is my uncle. He's like, oh, and he started calling them by their names. Yeah, how are they doing? He's been there forever, man. He's been there forever. So we built a relationship. Right. And I was in the, I was like, I was like deja vu, right? Because <laughs> I'd been in there before. I didn't realize that I'd been there. So I walk into the, to the mill and it looks so familiar. So I take a picture and I send it to my dad. Mm-hmm. And I was like, does this, this look familiar? And, you know, his memory is maybe not the best. And his eyesight even, right, looking at the camera on the phone. And at first he said no. And then I was like, are you sure? And he kind of, he's like, wait a minute, that's, and I won't say what it is. And I was like, I thought so. He was like, yeah, we used to go there, like, and drop loads, like, three times a day. During harvest, you're just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Right. And I was like, yeah, I was in the way station and I was literally like, I was like 10 years old again. And so I was able to build a relationship with them and they, they ended up bringing us on board. So back to the the, the whole point of that, sourcing it from the right. I don't just go to some wholesaler and say, yeah, give me whatever you have. It's not overseas as well. And it's not overseas. Because we've been asked that one a few times. It's like, does this have, I guess the iron content in it or whatever. And it's like, it's from overseas and it's Uh, like arsenic. Yeah, yeah. It's like, levels. it's like, yeah. no, like this is made here. Yeah, like grown here. Yeah. 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 And then the new product that we're getting ready to come with uh in the summer as well. I know I, I can text him right now, call him. I put him on I'll put him on the podcast one of these days. He is with he was in the fitness industry. Um he's a a three or four generation um fourth generation farmer and he's getting um, he's building a mill. Mm-hmm. And so we're gonna do a product with him as well. Right. To do with rice. And uh, straight with the farmer. I will be able to trace a grain back to the batch or when it was grown or anything. So I want to get very we, intimate. We can go see the farm. We will. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely we will. will. Do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which I, yeah. So that, that's another thing is like people don't understand like how much, <laughs> how much, I mean, we were even talking about um, the gym, uh, the peak fitness, like yeah. how much attention, the detail he puts into it. People don't realize how much attention the detail puts into you put into rice and grinds and all the future products that we're about to come out with. I mean, we just had that issue with uh, the new product where it might potentially have a certain, you know, ingredient in it. And you're like, we need to like figure this out. And like, you know, what do we need to do to like make sure that this isn't in it? So it's like the uh, thing was a non-GMO. Yeah, I want it to be non-GMO. And it was right. one little thing in the natural uh, in the um, in the flavoring. Mm-hmm. And. They all they simply had to do was go to the flavoring company and say, "Hey, get us a non-GMO version." Right. And I very well could have said, "I ah, don't worry about it." Mm-hmm. No, it's a big deal. It's a big deal to me. Right. And it's not just because of like the marketing that you can put behind it. It's because of like, this is just what you do. Right. If we put like, it's the personal responsibility in delivering excellence. Which, if you know you can do better, you should do better. I want to. I want to do all that legwork for our customers. So right. when it gets there, they. They, they obviously already trust us. Right. They have great faith in us. I want to uphold that, and I want to extend that. I want to mm-hmm. make it stronger. Right. It's like zero compromise. Right. Which is really nice. Right. So, 
We're about, I believe, 40 minutes in, 50 minutes in. Uh, let's keep going. I mean, we can, you see, this is where we're going to start talking all night. <coughs> Jess is going to call you. Where are you at? Just kidding. I don't think Jess does that. No. She, like, lets you do your thing, which is super cool. Yeah. I mean. You guys are great. Or maybe I should talk about her. Yeah. She would love that. She would love that. Jess is awesome, man. I, we haven't mentioned her. You know. It's your wife. Well, bro, it is my wife, and I did mention her a few times. Yeah. What people don't realize, again, is how you, awesome your wife is. Yes. Uh, <laughs> a little brown on your nose there, sir. No, she is, man. She is. What they don't realize, and again, if any, if, if our customers don't know something or don't realize something, it, it falls on mm-hmm. me, right? Because I haven't been the best storyteller, if you will, which I'm learning from the book. I have been very transparent, mm-hmm. but I, I haven't been the best storyteller and a big part of pride story sounds very like, you know, salesy when you say it like that. But a big part of our story is <clears throat> we launched pride. Jess, my wife got a promotion. We, she went to school here at OU, right? She was a collegiate athlete. She was a gymnast for the university of Oklahoma and a very good one. And she was an academic all American. You know, she's very smart with the asterisk of mm-hmm. she let me be her boyfriend at the time. Um, no, she's, she's, she's phenomenal, but she got a promotion. So the week, so I went to the Arnold with a rolling suitcase, handing out rice and grinds. Right. I rolled through security. They opened the bag up. They just look at it. You're good to go. I roll in there with a, a rolling suit bag, suitcase of rice and grinds going around to all my friends. Like I went to Tuttle. I went to Matt Porter. I even I didn't even realize this, but I gave a bag, bag to Terrence. Um, Ruffin, at, yeah, he's the man. Yeah, right away. Um, so I went to the powerhouse gym, and I'm handing out bags. Right, just that's just handing out bags. Everybody, mm-hmm. I do that. I get back. We had already bought a house in Oklahoma. We were living in Dallas at the time. The product was delivered to Texas while before I had left. No, no, no. While I was away, I think the day I got back. Anyways. My mother-in-law comes down. Jess has to be there for work. Mm-hmm. So the movers are finishing up moving the, uh, packing the truck, the 18-wheeler, moving truck. Jess had to come to work. I, they would not pack my product because of liability. So I had to get a box truck and load it on the, on the uh, box truck and then drive it up. So we get up there. I believe, let's say it was a Monday. Might have been a Tuesday. And I unload the box truck. I take it back and I unload it. And there's boxes everywhere in our tire house trying to get situated. We have Kinder, which is not even a year old, maybe. I'm not even sure. She's not very old. And Jess, I'm like, I want to go live on the website. Jess is like, no, not yet. Like, like literally the same day I get there. I knew nothing about packing boxes. I knew nothing about anything. So I'm like, okay. The next day, kind of don't really ask her. I just go live. I said, I'm going to go live. Go live. I said, no, I said, I'm going to go live. She's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah. So I talk her into it. And I was like, I already went live. <laughs> and <laughs> telling uh, me what I already did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we went live. The house is a mess. We're doing everything out of the house at that point. Well, the reason I'm saying this is I worked for uh, Nutrex Research at the time. And eventually, obviously, that had to come to an end. So my time came to an end at Nutrex Research. We started Pride. We had two houses. We had the house in Texas that I wish it was in this market because we could have sold it. Yeah. And on her income, because I didn't pay myself for pride for two years, 
on her income, we made it work with two mortgages, a newborn, my business. Mm -hmm. Um, and at the time I wouldn't spend a dime. Right. I don't care if we went out on a company, but I was traveling for the business paying for it personally. I didn't know, you know, that you could pay for that with tax or, you know, expenses. I didn't know anything about that. Right. And so super conservative, just putting it all back into product, putting it all back into product. So for two years, she put up with me doing that, chasing this dream for a a bigger picture for a family. Um, and it was stressful and she worked her ass off. She works her ass off. And now she has a director position in her company, which I don't know. I'm not going to name, but a very, yeah, she, yeah she's a yes. little beast. She's uh, just as legit, and she will obviously be on the podcast. Um, but she's definitely like the backbone. Like yeah. that lady's like, that lady's like just cool, calculated. She's a killer. She keeps my crazy. Right. From not going off the wall. Catastrophic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even um, just watching you guys like last year, how you guys operate, it's like pretty surreal. It's like, whoa. You guys, the duo. It's all her. It's a dynamic. It's all her. It definitely is all her. Yeah. I'm just trying to compliment you. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. So I would, I have to, I definitely have to mention that. Shout out to, to her. Um, she doesn't get enough. I love, love for pride being where it's at. Right. Enabled, mm-hmm. enabled me to, to chase this goal and this dream and this, this thing that we envision um, for our family, for our community. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the big thing that I, I really want to nail home in this first episode is what we plan on doing, not just with food, right? We talked about this with um, other companies in the past and here recently is whatever, whatever, whatever they're doing and whoever they're selling to and just learning from them is, I think is very important, but also learning about ourselves and the responsibility that, 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 I take on that we take on. I don't just want to be a company that sells food. I want to be a company that upholds the ideology that we have in this country. Right. Right. And the things that we stand for. So this will be a seed that hopefully grows like an oak tree, right? From, from acorn to an oak Mm -hmm. that we can have um, and, and bleed over into many different aspects and other things that we probably won't get into today that, that I want to utilize pride to be that that benchmark to to move into those in other industries and things that we want to do because right. now more than ever we have a responsibility to do it and as a father I have a responsibility because like who else is going to care more about the future of my daughter than myself and in, in the area that she's going to live in the people that she's going to be the community everything right right so I have a responsibility and I can utilize this as a as a as a tool to to help get there right. That's pretty good. That's actually a really good place to end it too. I guess. I guess so. <laughs> uh, so yeah. I mean, that was that was legit. How do you want to close it out? I don't. I didn't. Obviously, we can. You didn't write anything down. Well, I put like your final thoughts. <laughs> final thoughts. That was uh, pretty obvious. Um, final thoughts. This has been fun. Yeah. I'm looking forward to doing more. This definitely is a learning thing as well. Yeah. But I like how it's not scripted because I don't. Right. Because we do very well. I, obviously, this first episode, I feel like, was very, not all over the place. It's very good. Get a background, a feel of who you, who you are, what we do. But I, I think one of the biggest things is, like, we do very well. We have very free-flowing conversations. So, like, the conversations that we have throughout the day. Was this. Is this right here. Yeah. And, yeah. like, it'll, that's what it's most likely going to be in the future as well. It's just us talking about the things that we talk about in hopes of maybe helping someone else. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So it has been fun. I'm looking forward to doing more. 
it's just conversation. So essentially it's just turning the mic on and talking. Mm-hmm. One thing that we did not do, which I think is good. I think it's good because it leaves people interested. We didn't talk about you much, which I've learned through Dvorak. <clears throat> Nothing is coincidence, right? Right. Um, you and your position here in the future is very integral, right? In mm-hmm. Let's work and what you stand for. Let's work as his apparel company. It's very interesting because it's a, it's a puzzle, and like that, like that was the puzzle that piece that needed to be there at the time, obviously because it was and it is, mm-hmm. um, to help us get to where we are and get to where we're going. So we'll obviously t- touch on that more in the future. I don't want you to th- guys to think that we're going to talk about me the whole time because I would not have talked about me. It was him that asked the questions. Well, yeah, people want to know who you are. Sure. Just kidding. I think it was just a great way to start. The first episode is just who you are, what you do, where you're from. I mean, we'll even get more into your your past as much as you want to in the journey that because you've been on a journey as well. So, if anything, it's just a lot of good cliffhangers. Yeah. For this first episode, I like it, which is nice. It is nice. Should we have like a closeout? Like, not a closing, uh, but like, does Joe Rogan say anything? He says, like, uh, Robin uh, Rags go good night, Dana. Yeah. What should we do? I, we should probably get one. <laughs> get right, Kinder. No, I don't want to take somebody else's. We'll figure it out. Joe just says, like, uh, love you. And he goes, and kisses or something like that. Yeah. So Don't do that one. Yeah. That was a little weird. Go, America. We'll figure something out. Till next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>